0: This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. I am Don LaGreca. We are getting ready for Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final. Pittsburgh is the site of Game 2. Penguins lead the best of seven series over the Predators. Two, uh, one game to none. Trying to avoid is Nashville going down two games to none. And someone that's got a very extensive resume... He is the voice of the Florida Panthers on the television side. He did the sidelines for the Western Conference Final for Westwood One. He is doing the pre and post and intermissions for the Stanley Cup Final for Westwood One. And an alumni of sports phone, he is Steve Goldstein. He joins us here on Game Misconduct. What's up, man?
1: I'm ready to record a uh, message for the sports phone people. For the young people, they have no idea what that even means. Because now you have, you know, the internet and your own phone, so you don't need sports phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, I speak to students sometimes, and I have to. And, and when I talk about my career at Sports Phone, I have to explain to them what the heck that was. And they still look right. at me like, "Really, old man? Was it a rotary phone you had to use when you called that?" And I, you know, so I think you and I and uh, some of the older people listening will appreciate it when we say, "Stay with
1: us." That's <laughs> no good. You always had to leave a second or two for the stay with us. At the yes. end. You're 100%
0: right. Absolutely. So you're traveling, obviously, for the pre and post. You did a phenomenal job of the Western Conference Final all year uh, with the Florida Panthers. So what did you make of game one? A dominant performance by Nashville, but still Pittsburgh leads 1-0. Yeah,
1: you know, it's one of those games. Look, the Penguins give them some credit. They took advantage of the few opportunities, and it was a heck of a shock by Jake Getzel and You know, you could blame Pecorino. He hadn't seen a shot in real time in about an hour and 45 minutes. So, um, you know, it was was a strange game. You know, it was a strange game-winning goal. The whole game was odd. It seemed like the momentum was taken away a bit from Nashville when they had the no goal. Um, The rare, Donnie, where you get the two penalties on the one play, that doesn't happen all that often. You know, after the quote penalty, James Neal, uh, really undisciplined with a with a cross check to give him a five on three, right? Um, and then Nashville after that, after that first period, just thoroughly dominates the game. And you know James Neal member hit the crossbar at three three, um, and if that goes in, we might be talking about the last forty eight hours an incredible Nashville comeback. So uh, to me, you know, it, the, the, you know you have to get four. So obviously winning one is is the whole key. Um, and if you're a Pittsburgh fan, you say hey did not play a very good game still won if you're a Predators you know fan you say hey you know we didn't get that one but we keep playing like that we're going to wind up getting the results
0: and is it a must win I know they say that a series doesn't uh, change unless a team loses a home game I think that's more of an NBA thing than an NHL thing Nashville loses tonight they're going to have to stare right in the face of winning four of the next five in order to win the Stanley Cup. So I'll ask you, is this a must-win tonight for Nashville?
1: I'm with you on the home ice, Donnie. I don't know the numbers this year, but I'm guessing it's only probably in the mid-50s as far as like 55% home teams winning. I know it's not all that much. Um, and the one team, if there is a home ice advantage, I'd say it is Nashville. You know, they've only lost one time there. They lost one game to Anaheim. So And that place is just nuts. They play very well at home. Rene seems to play really well at home. Um, So, no, I'm not, and not for that reason. I agree with you. It's more of a, you know, a basketball thing. It doesn't start till the home team, you know, lose the game. The the only way I'd say it's one of those really got to have it games is it is hard to look at the Penguins and Crosby and Malkin and the way they're playing right now, the way Matt Murray is playing and saying, hey, they can be beaten four out of five, which if Nashville loses, that's what has to happen. Um, Other than that, no, I I don't look at it as a must game for the Predators. I think if they, you know, if they lose this one, they're still going to go home for Saturday's game 3 thinking, "Hey, we're a confident team. We played well." and we can certainly get one back here make it two to one and it's a whole new series
0: there seems to be a genuine buzz around this series steve i don't know you're obviously there so you probably feel it more than anybody else would but i i really sense that there is excitement around this series uh the ratings for game one were very good you were there last year for san jose and pittsburgh what's the difference is it the city of nashville that has made
1: it more exciting i think you hit it on the head don you know the, the whole nashville thing the you know, the newness of it, first time there, the, the the city in general has become a very popular place. Every time I go to Nashville, there's more cranes and more buildings and more hotels going up. You know, it's a happening place. Um, and then you throw in the colors, you know, everybody wearing the gold. You throw in the catfish thing. You throw in all the fans outside, first time they've been there. Um, yeah, I do think there is there is definitely something to that um, it, even when you watch it on TV, it's kind of fun watching a game from Nashville. You know, it, it, it comes, uh, comes across that, hey, that's a place I'd like to be. Mm-hmm. So I do think that, plus, you know how hard it is to repeat in the NHL. I mean, last yeah. time to do it was nearly 20 years ago, the Red Wings, and the Penguins have a chance to do what Crosby is doing is unbelievable in hockey. What is he, he? How many games has he played over the last 20, 24 months? It's incredible.
0: Oh, yeah, World Cup of Hockey, and then, of course, you go back to last year winning the Stanley Cup, absolutely. And, and, I, and I actually say I've had conversations with, with many different people during the course of the year. I think Crosby's better now than he was before his concussions. And I know that sounds crazy, but I, I think that he's found his game, and I think he's found a different level.
1: Well, you know, if you look at the way he is playing and the smarts and the rotating people that he's played with, I would agree with you. I mean, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Connor Sheary, who's been, Mm -hmm. you know, a great story, and he developed in college and, you know, has come on the scene and played really well, and Jake Gensel, same kind of thing. But you're talking about Connor Sheary and Jake Gensel. You know, you're not talking about guys that – Everybody knows of, and you know I know Malkin is that second line center for him. But you talk about the rotation he's had on wing, and almost everybody that plays with him plays well and scores. And the leadership that he shows on that team, um, I agree that he's uh, he he may be right now at an all time high, even though. Obviously, he's now a veteran player and has, has had the uh, you know the injuries that he's had over the years.
0: We're talking to Steve Goldstein getting ready for Game 2 tonight between the Predators and the Penguins. Pittsburgh leads the best-of-seven series, one game to none. Uh, Pecarina, certainly not a great game. Four goals on 11 shots. Probably the worst performance he's had in the playoffs since the game we worked together, the Game 2 in Anaheim between the Ducks and the Predators. He bounced back from that. Do you think he'll bounce back from this?
1: Well, you have to think he would, and I agree with you. You know, he was off his angles a little bit in that game, gave up some shots that, you know, usually the one-on-one shot in hockey when you're talking about a top, you know, even top 10, top 15, you know, top half of the league goaltender, that save percentage is outrageous, probably in the 980, you know, range with if they see the puck and there's no traffic in front, no screens. Um, so I was a bit surprised last game. I thought there were two that he could have had. You know, obviously the one that goes in off that corner, maybe not much. Um, you know, he's able to, you know, do do with that one. Um, And a defensive mistake on the second goal, I thought he should have had the Malkin shot. And again, we talk about the last shot. He hadn't seen a shot on goal for an hour and change, but still one he should have had. By all counts, Donnie, when they've lost the game in these playoffs, Rene has come back. He's 4-0. They haven't lost consecutive games, and he's allowed a total of four goals in those four games. So there is really no reason to think, That he's not going to bounce back. Now, I know his record against the Penguins isn't very good in his career. um, But, you know, I I think you kind of have to throw that out, at least at this point, after one game.
0: Yeah, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun tonight, get that series even. And uh, I think uh, the world, or at least the hockey world's in for a treat once this series shifts to Nashville. I'm with you. I've got to go there with the Rangers over the last couple of years, and you're right. The girders are all up. I keep hearing stories about there's 200 new families going into Nashville you know, almost per day there. So that's like a growing city, a fun city. Who's going to sing the national anthem? So it should be a buzz and a lot of fun, and certainly there will be a different level of the series is even.
1: Yeah, and, you know, they have that thing going, too, which, you know, for the non-hockey fan, that's the kind of stuff they gravitate to. You know, hey, who's going to sing the national anthem? Hey, they're throwing, what's the deal with this fish on the ice? Oh, it's Nashville, there's hockey in there. Like, the average person has a number of things that they can relate to. And then once you watch the games and you watch the way these two teams play, I mean, Donnie, you talk about the way the game has changed over the years from, you know, Puck moving from the blue line. Get those mobile defensemen. The D are always pinching, trying to keep that puck in the zone. You didn't. We didn't see any of the after-the-whistle garbage that we usually see in that game one. These two teams go with speed, go with the forecheck, want to move the puck and get offensive from the blue line. That's their game plan, and it really makes for exciting hockey to watch.
0: All right, before we let you go, you're, of course, the television voice of the Florida Panthers. Some rumors swirling that maybe Larry Robinson can be the next head coach. What are you hearing?
1: Yeah, you know, he shot that down on Twitter. I thought it was pretty interesting. It was uh, somebody in Canada, I guess, in Montreal on radio putting two and two together that Larry Robinson has a place in Florida. Let me tell you something, Donnie. If every every person, both in hockey and all sports, that had a place in Florida worked for some of the Florida teams, there'd be like five head coaches on every team and like 10 (laughs) general managers and directors of player personnel. You know, Marty Brodeur is down there in Boca. So... I don't know anything more than you do. I saw that as well. I know, you know, look, the word is they're going to wait here until this cup final ends along with Buffalo. Everybody wants to talk, both teams want to talk to Phil Housley, who is um, exactly what we yeah. just talked about, about, you know, moving that puck from the blue line and done such a great job with those defensemen bringing along Ellis and Ekholm and Yossi. Um and Bob Bugner is a guy that's being mentioned. I know they talked to Jim Montgomery, the head coach of the National Championship uh, University of Denver team from the NCAA. So we'll see it certainly seems like the guys that you know we mentioned right there and that are being talked about, it looks like unless they're keeping something totally underneath the you know underneath in, the, in their hand. Um, it looks like it'll be one of those those coaches.
0: Well, I, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but you did see Scott Stevens step down as an assistant in Minnesota. I could see him maybe joining Larry in Florida, right? I mean they've obviously now, worked Scott, together before.
1: See now Scott told Boudreaux he wants to go spend more time with his family right. up in the New York, New Jersey area. But sure, maybe Scotty Stevens goes and picks himself up a little condo by the beach and well, he has to to Florida also.
0: Yeah, they wouldn't be the first people from, you know, New York, New Jersey to move down to Florida. I can think of one that I'm talking to right now that did that.
1: I was told that by uh by the Dolphins PR <laughs> man at the time Harvey Green when I oh, called sure. him in 1994 you know Harvey Of course and um and actually our buddy Howie Deneroff actually called from CBS and said hey I got a guy moving um, You know, could you get him a credential? He's going to do some work down there. and He goes, oh, what a surprise, somebody moving from New York to Florida. And that was 23 years ago. So, yeah. yes, it's been a steady stream on I-95.
0: And, of course, it, him working with the Dolphins, it was always great to get that. Not only did you get the media guide package before every game, but you got the golf ball, you got the pen with a oh. signature on it. Uh, those were certainly the days getting a chance to work with him. And, of course, working with you. Enjoy the game tonight. Should be a lot of fun, and we'll talk down the road, buddy.
1: Thanks a lot for having me, Don. I appreciate
0: it. All right. That's the great Steve Goldstein, play-by-play voice of the Florida Panthers, working the pre-, post- and intermissions for the Stanley Cup final. For Westwood one, so he 's down in Pittsburgh, and of course we 'll travel uh, to Nashville for games three and four uh, coming up over uh, the weekend. Uh, we just talked about Scott Stevens, and that 's what the hockey four one one tweeted out. Scott Stevens stepped down from the wild as an assistant coach. who fills the void, and how does it change this team well there 's a plenty of ways to fill the void I mean any of those coaches that uh, potential head coaches that Steve Goldstein mentioned, whether it's the Bugners, whether it's um, the Housley's, do they end up becoming assistants if they don't get a head coaching job or do they stay put where they are? Um, Bruce Boudreau certainly uh, has enough credentials in this sport to be able to find assistance. What I find interesting about it is, does Scott just want to go home? He was an assistant in New Jersey, moving to Minnesota. Would he go to Florida if Larry Robinson got the job there? Or will he just kind of hang out and do nothing? I'm not sure, but... Minnesota I think will be fine. There were some rumors that maybe they would blow that up after a disappointing playoff run, but um Leopold their owner wants to keep everything intact. So uh the hockey four one one I'm sure Boos Boudreaux will fill that void and I still think Scott Stevens is gonna end up someplace. Not necessarily just hanging out in the tri-state area to spend time with his family. Maybe moving down to Florida is a distinct possibility. Kenny tweets, definitely not a must-win for the Preds. Preds are seven and one at home this postseason. But you know, talking to Goldie about it, I just, I think it's a must-win just because you go into Game Two if you're the Predators, feeling like we did everything right, we just didn't catch the breaks. We were the better team. We should have won the game. Well, if you lose Game Two. Well, then a lot of that feeling from Game 1 goes away, and now you've got to win four of the next five, and you haven't been able to win. Yeah, you go home, and you're 7-1 and there, but you're still having to win four out of the next five. You will still have to win a game in Pittsburgh in order to win the Stanley Cup. So just to be able to continue the good feeling of what happened in Game 1, I think it's very important for them to be able to stag that game. Must wins suggest that the series is over, but boy, I I don't know if I'd go that far. So maybe must win isn't exactly the way to put it, but got to have. Maybe it's just a rephrasing of the original uh, statement, but one that I think that Nashville uh, needs to get. We should also mention Scott Gomez. Congratulations to him. He is now an assistant coach with the New York Islanders. So kind of a unique situation for Gomer, considering he played for the Devils, played for the Rangers, now is going to be a coach with the New York Islanders. We had Scott Gomez on this Game Misconduct podcast, and he was talking about getting into the media. He was doing some radio with the Devils, and I was kind of surprised that he veered off into the coaching area just because of what he had said to me about wanting to try to make it work. As an announcer, he was doing some work in San Jose when they made their cup run last year, and as I mentioned, the Devil stuff this year, but... He loves the game of hockey, and he does think like a coach, getting to know him at the time he spent in New Jersey. He always would we would have conversations just about hockey, and he always seemed to really know the sport very well uh, during the lockout uh, when they canceled the entire season. He played for the Alaska Aces in the ECHL and they went all the way to the final uh, against the Trenton Titans, and I live in New Jersey, and he got me tickets and he got end up getting hurt if you remember and couldn 't play. So we sat together watching the games, and he just he thought like a coach. He did, and I think there's something in him to make that work. And he's definitely matured over the years, and I think he'll do an excellent job of the Islanders. I think it's a good hire for the Islanders. And um, I think that's a nice connection between Doug Waite, Scott Gomez, the guys that they already have there as assistants, and then uh, a good up-and-coming young team that just barely made uh, missed the playoffs and want to be able to take uh, that next step. So congratulations to Scotty. Tried to get him on the podcast today. We couldn't connect. Uh, he said he was sorry. He would like to maybe get together a little bit later on in the week. So hopefully we'll be able to have him in the next coming days to talk about that and maybe talk a little uh, Stanley Cup uh, final or at least post-championship final. Um, the blue planet radio asks ESPN firing of most hockey personnel have anything to do with the omission of Crosby and Orovechkin. They came out with the top 100, what most recognizable athletes. And from what I understand, there was no baseball or hockey players on there. So I don't think it was a, sh- a slight against hockey or ESPN's kind of proclamation. The hockey is not important. Um, hockey doesn't have a lot of recognizable faces in it, uh, but I wouldn't worry too much about that. We've got this podcast here. We do the best we can cover the sport, but I, I can understand where you talk about recognizable faces. In the hockey world, Crosby Ovechkin, very recognizable. But, heck, if you're talking about Harper and Trout having trouble getting recognized in baseball in the United States, you can imagine the trouble that some of uh, the more famous hockey players would have uh, trying to get recognized. So I wouldn't uh, concern myself uh, too much with that. All right, get in touch with me. At Don LeGreca hashtag Game Misconduct. We will uh, be back again tomorrow. We'll recap game two, give a preview uh, for game three, and maybe we'll have some other guests and other directions that we may go to as far as the National Hockey League is concerned. So if you have any questions, comments, criticisms, whatever, at Don LaGreca, hashtag Game Misconduct. You can find us on the Apple Podcast. You can find us on the ESPN app as well. Thanks to Steve Goldstein. Always fun to talk to him. Back again tomorrow. This was the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct.
1: This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don McGregor.